Raven, we have some juicy, juicy Assassin's Creed news. What could it mean? Another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson. Alongside me, as always, he's my lifelong friend, my favorite bird at Raby Baby TV, Raven Stab Miller. He's not at Raby Baby TV. And dang it, dang I am it. not at Raby Baby TV. You, you were, you were going so well with it too. It just caught you off guard. It's been a long week. That's the thing. It's That's the only reason R-A-V-N I was going so Stab well. Miller. That's the only reason it was going so well is because I did. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't even take it. Yeah, you, you were, you were so used to it. That's what it was, and now. And now it's not that. Uh, I my name is Raven. Hi. Oh dang it, Raven! How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> Works weird. I'm sorry. Do you need to talk? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just existing in a in a world. The team I've been a part of for the past three years, I am no longer a part of. Uh, hmm. My division within my team is being relocated, oh. and so we're getting new. I'm getting going to be doing the same set of skills that I have been previously, but in a new way. Uh, so I get to relearn. I get to learn how they want me to do my job now. So it's going to be weird, but yeah. fine, probably. It's just one of those things that it's just like, I have to relearn what I know to make yeah. sure I don't, I fall in line. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking before we started recording about how, um, what night owl is going to be backing up a headliner soon. And he, he's doing mm-hmm. a lot of the songs that we already know. But we put our own spin on them and we play them every night. So it's it's a very similar thing of like we have to go back and learn it exactly the way that it is in the studio when we've already cultivated our own way over time. So, yeah, we're we're both in weirdly mm-hmm. similar situations in completely different ways right now. Exactly. It is. It's just. Yeah, there's nothing really else that can be added to it outside of just like, yeah, you just got to. You just gotta roll with the punches. Just gotta do it, man. or you gotta stop. One of the two. <laughs> Either roll with the punches or stop working. But I can't do that one yet, so a little bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Outside of your your uh, stuff that we've talked about off air. Well, you know, I... it's it's been <laughs> a good week. I, I had a couple of weeks off from the the band which is like a really good yeah. thing and a really bad thing because i like had the ability to uh-huh. like relax a little bit but also oh, like no. yeah but i've got three shows <laughs> this weekend starting tomorrow um t- yeah. tomorrow we're here in columbus friday we are in south carolina and Woo. then um Friday, we are in Lexington, Kentucky. That's going to be quite a bit of travel. The main thing I'm worried about, Raven, so I have these two calluses on the inside of my middle fingers that have developed from the, well, I mean, it's a good thing, right? It's kind of like the calluses that guitar players develop um, because the, the stick like constantly rubs against the inside of my middle fingers. Uh um, so, but now that you haven't been playing as much because you haven't been oh, practicing, they're, they're the gone. calluses are pretty much gone. They're yeah. gone, and I, I've I've got to play. Let's see, three, four, but ten hours worth of music over the course of three days. 
So they're co- they're coming back yeah. one way or the other, man. Oh yeah, they're coming back one. Yeah, exactly, one way or another. God, I don't don't envy you. Yeah, that's why I'm happy I stopped trying to learn the guitar and I'm trying to learn piano instead. Yeah, a lot less physical injuries that I have to sustain with that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've I've been kind of chilling. Nia and I spent the um the day in uh in and around Indy on on Sunday. And uh, we went up and walked around like the Castleton Square Mall. By the way, there's a really dope arcade in there. Yeah, so I've heard. Uh, I didn't even know about it until we walked past it. Uh, but we ended up going to um, to Dave and Buster's. So we skipped that uh... arcade and went to Dave and Buster's because our plans were already set. But it that the arcade we looked inside of it. It was really cool, and it's a ten dollar general admission, unlimited play. Yeah. So that's like yeah, no, that's really dope. cool. Um, so yeah. we we went to Dave and Buster's and uh, did some arcade stuff, played some games, and um, Nia has a a medication that she has to take like halfway through the day. So we were there, and you know we were walking between games. She goes, "Oh, I forgot to take my pill." And so she had this, like, to-go water from when we had eaten at Dave & Buster's yeah. uh, right before that and then went over to the arcade side. And she <laughs> she's getting ready to take this pill, and I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to sit here and wait for you to take this pill. We've got, like, 200 tickets or tokens left. I'm just going to play something while I wait. So I'm playing mm-hmm. this, like fishing game because it's like right there and I'm like reeling in my fish and I vaguely hear her say my name and I just like didn't register it and then I'm reeling in my fish and she goes Casey and I like turned around and she looks at me and she goes I I just threw up and I said Uh... what and I look, and Raymond, you know how you can think three entire sentences in three seconds sometimes as you learn yeah. new information? <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> I look at her and I'm like, well, at least she doesn't look like she threw up. Actually, no, there is some there. You can tell she threw up. At least it's not that bad. Oh, it's, it's pretty bad. Ugh. And... I'm like, oh, oh, God. So, like, I run over to a worker, right? My social anxiety is gone because I'm in yeah. action mode, right? I run over to a worker. I'm like, you know, hey, she was trying to take a pill. It came back up. But like, I'm going to go get her some napkins. Can you get her a water? So mm. he brings her over a water. I, I go and grab a bunch of paper towels, and, like, we get her all cleaned off, and, you know, we leave. And... <laughs> As we continue to play at the Dave and Buster's for three hours. <laughs> well, that was the ironic thing is it just triggered her gag reflex. She wasn't actually sick. So, I mean, in theory, we yeah, could have yeah. stayed and played in shame if her clothes anyway. Um, yeah. And so as we're walking out to the car, I vaguely hear her say something about choking on an ice cube and it doesn't register to me. We're flying down 65. And I said... Hey, uh, can I ask you a question? She goes, what? I said, why was, 
So you said you choked on an ice cube. She said, yeah. I said, why was there an ice cube in your mouth? And she said, well, I was out of water and I was too embarrassed to ask for more water. So I just put an ice cube in my mouth and I was going to let the ice cube melt and create water for me to swallow my pill. But then I accidentally swallowed the ice cube. (laughs) And it activated my gag reflex. And I'm like, you're so stupid. I love you. Oh my god, Nia. No, Nia, no. The funny thing is she's like, I was too embarrassed to ask for more water. And I said, good. I'm glad we avoided it being awkward. Yeah. You just projectile vomited at the Dave and Buster's. Just like take the pill with no water. Am I the weird one for that? Right. I, I muster up some spit at least. But no. Yeah. She, and she said, I've I've done it with spit before when I haven't had water, but the ice cube was right there. <laughs> I feel so bad for laughing at Nia, but this is a very funny that, circumstance. Well, that, that, you yeah, know? that's the thing. You puke, I feel bad for you. You puke because you choked on an ice cube. You were trying to let melt in your mouth so that you could take a pill. That's funny. Yeah, that is that is objectively comedy. And right? it, it was like on the way home. I Okay, so I got Nia into Beavis and Butthead. We've been watching Beavis and Butthead. And oh, the re the remake or whatever? Well, or the, we're watching the, the old stuff in preparation for the new stuff. Ah, got it. Um, because I compared Beavis and Butthead to our dogs. Thor is a lot like Butthead, and Jimbe is a lot like Beavis. Um, uh-huh. Just in the way that they act. And so when um, we watched this one episode where, like, Beavis accidentally bites into an onion and, like, it makes him his eyes water. And, of course, the, the joke is, right, Butthead keeps going, you were crying. And, like, making fun of him for crying for the rest of their life in the episode. And that is going, that's going to be me with Nia. I'm just going to be like, you puked at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> and we're, yeah. we're, we're riding home in silence with the windows down because it does smell a little bit. And, like, in silence, suddenly I'm just like... And I just start laughing. Oh, my God. So, um, I don't have a transition. What have you been playing? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think Um, that far ahead. So, over the weekend, I went and saw some friends in Cincinnati. And while I was there, one of my friends said, So, I've been playing a lot of Hades. And I went, Huh. I, I want to play Hades. <laughs> so for the past week, I've probably done 25, 30 runs. Well, no, actually, wait. I played it. I don't, it don't matter. So I played a lot of Hades in the past couple of weeks. Um, Naturally. I mean. You just had an all around good time. You could, it's just you could like game. watch a show about like Greek mythology and they mention mm-hmm. Hades and you're like, I want to play Hades like yeah 
it doesn't take a lot. So he just went, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Hades. I've got this far. I was like, fuck, now I got to play Hades. <laughs> and so I, I queued up some Hades. I've been I'm playing it a lot. Outside of that, uh, oh, I guess I haven't talked about this yet because life is strange. I You've been playing Life is Strange? Of... No, 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 no. Oh. Digimon Survive has been beaten. Okay. I don't know if I've talked about that since since I've played it. We talked about I, that I know I talked that out. I started it. Yeah. I don't know if I talked about it, but I finished Digimon Survive. One of my most highly anticipated games of the last few years. I finally beat. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the visual novel parts were as bad as people were making it out to seem online. Yeah. It felt, it didn't feel like it went on too long. And if it did, I just stopped playing it for a day. Yeah. Like it's weird. It was a good game that I enjoyed playing that I didn't feel like I had to just sit there and like couldn't take my hands off of. Yeah. If I felt like there was too much visual novel stuff going on, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I just put my computer or my switch to rest. And then I just did something else for the rest of the day. Yeah. For a few hours. Kind, kind of the way that I was um, with uh Kirby where like, I, I would get tired of it and then I would stop and then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's totally fine. Um, overall, the story was pretty okay. Uh, I wish that the stakes were a little bit higher because it seems like it's either like, X things happen or X things don't happen. And that's all that really changes the ending. Yeah. Um, and like what happens to some of the characters. And so I'm just like, eh, I just wish there was like individual, more individual stuff could happen. Mm-hmm. But the fights were fun outside of the ones where it took away all my party members. Uh, so overall, I'd say like a, like a solid, so like eight and a half out of 10 mm. by time with that. Was it anything groundbreaking or revolutionary, but um, was, was a good fit for what I was feeling at the time. Yeah. And so I was just, I was just, I was happy to be finished up with it, you know? Yes. Um, that being said after that and the Hades, that's it for now. Hmm. But I have a couple of things on the mind of what we want to play. Okay. We just got to figure out what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of wanting to get back into Horizon again. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I've gone through my time off that I needed from. You think you're ready? Some. Yeah. For some from some open worldness, so I'm ready to jump back into that. But Emily has some other games that she wants to play first. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna let I'm gonna let her play through that. One of them is Ooblets. Ooblets is coming to Switch. Um I've always been really looking forward to playing that on the go because playing games on the Switch is so nice. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like playing a game on a Steam Deck, just more restrictive. Um which I don't know how much you've been playing on your ste- your st- your Steam Deck lately, but um my boss just got his in the mail yesterday, and so that means mine is approaching soon, and I don't know if I want it anymore, but I'll figure that out in the next three months. Right, right. I mean, I um, I'm still playing it several times a week. Sure. Um, Good to know. I I haven't been diving in as deep, but like I, for instance, I I play a lot of 2K on it. Um, but yeah. soon I'm going to have a new 2K because that's coming out in like ten days or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. When 
that happens, I'm probably going to pivot over to something else. I've been thinking about picking up Spider-Man on PC and playing through it on my Steam Deck because it is compatible. Yeah. Um, That could be, I mean, for as good as that game is, being able to take that game on the go, I mean, come on. Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of those games that like when it came out, we were like, man, the switch needs to get to this level where it can run this kind of stuff. And then like steam deck can. So that's one of those that like your eyes bug out of your head when you realize that it's possible. Um, but Nia just got done with, um, second son and first light. So, right now we're in a question of what's her next game. And I'm choosing mm. between three, and I want your thoughts on it. Ah. Uh-huh. So, she's kind of still in the mood for open world, but I still think it this may be a really good game for her to play, which is to get her started on the Nathan Drake collection. Um. Okay. Sure. I also, I am this close to firing up Assassin's Creed 2 for her, and she has seen me play through it. Now she can. Because Assassin's Creed and she are like a match made in heaven. Right, right. All of the history with it. I was also thinking... Just cause three potentially for her because she wants sure. to get better at shooting and it's like very arcadey and you f- like fly around and wingsuit around and like just kind of like blow everything up and get into mischief and it like never stops quite being entertaining. Uh-huh. Um, those are kind of the three that I'm batting around. Mm-hmm. And so. I, I know that you're not as informed, especially on, like, Just Cause, you've never picked that up, but you know enough about it, I think, yeah. to ha- have a good opinion. Yeah, so the funny thing is, is that out of those three options, I'd recommend actually Just Cause 3, mm-hmm. because it's very simple. Either she likes it, and she plays it all the way through, or she doesn't like it, and she stops, because there's not, like, a commitment with it, right? With Assassin's Creed 2... With the story in Just Cause 3, nobody pays attention to. Right. right. You're just, you're dinking around. Assassin's Creed 2, she already knows what's going on. Um, And so she would just be playing it to play it. And then Assassin's Creed has its own set of frustrations with trying to learn how that system works, especially 2, in which it doesn't control as well as some of the later entries. Hmm. And then the Nathan Drake series, you're watching a movie, unless you're not, in which case... If you and the problem is that if you're so invested in the story, but you don't like how the gameplay runs, then like, what's the point of continuing? Right. But so I think that like, it's especially seeing that she just finished up, you know, the infamous stuff, and if she wants to do a little bit more open world, I think Just Cause is probably the way to go. Yeah, um, that's but what, then that's I, what I, I would do thinking. Just Cause, and if she doesn't like Just Cause, then I do the Nathan Drake series, just because she's already seen you play through Assassin's Creed, and there's more Assassin's Creed to be played in a couple of months, so. <laughs> Yeah, reportedly, right? Um, yeah, we don't want to don't want to overload her too much on it yet. Right. Mm, we'll see what happens. Uh, for me, I've been still playing through Ghost of Tsushima, and like, 
I've been playing a lot of like just douching around on stuff on my phone. And I want to give a shout out to a game that is fairly popular, but I didn't realize had as much depth to it until I actually started playing it. I've been playing a lot of Bit Life. And man, that's a crazy game. Sorry, I. I was listening. Uh, my painting on my wall almost fell down, and I caught it as it was about to fall. So I had to like <laughs> mute myself really quickly and run over and stop it, so of I didn't course. crash on the ground. Bit life. So like, I'm thinking of bit life as like the game where you you're like raising a tower up, and you have different no. people living in it, and you just like an close. idle game that makes money. Not, right? Not even a little. Oh. Literally no, literally no aspect of what you just said is accurate. What game am I thinking of? I don't know. I couldn't. It's tell a game you. I played when we were in high school. God, this is going to be the demo disc all over again. <laughs> it's a deep cut, folks. No, Bit Life is a life sim. So, like, you you are like a a baby. And, like, you age up a year, and you can, like, choose what career paths you want to go down, and, mm. like, all, and you you just go through it over and over again, and you just, like, live different lives. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting, because, like, you can, for instance organically you can grow a following on YouTube or or TikTok and make money that way or you can choose to do the traditional route you can get involved in crime you can get involved in in pro sports it's to me it's almost like it's almost like if the sims were a point and click adventure mm-hmm. really that's the best way to think of it uh or a text game and, you know, you make relationships, you maintain relationships, but the thing is, there's so much unbridled depth to it, because, like, when your player, for instance, becomes a pro basketball player, you there's, like, a whole, like, basketball progression system in there, and you choose what aspects of your game to work on, and, like, if you become an actor then you like choose what roles you take and it it, it's if you're in a band and you get to like craft your own albums and so it's like ridiculously deep and nearly infinitely replayable Mm -hmm. um and i've just been having a ball just, just making stuff happen like going into the a the NBA, taking performance hands, enhancing drugs, getting <laughs> caught, trying to join the mafia. They beat me up and kill me. I just start over. It's been it's been a ride, and I highly recommend that anybody out there who has a lot of idle time on their hands get into that because there's a lot of depth to it that you yeah. wouldn't expect. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Especially, mobile games are so weird. Yeah. Like, not weird as in like, oh, you know, BitLife is a weird concept. Because there's much weirder out there. But like, how far mobile games has come has always fascinating to me. 
you know, I, uh, all throughout college, and I've told you this multiple times, mobile gaming is the gaming of the future because everybody has a mobile gaming console. Yeah. Is not going to be your next AAA game platform, as we saw with Diablo Immortal, right? But it's going to have a lot of these cute little, like, not time wasters, but like time wasters, right? Like these cute little games that you can play and also some like actual RPGs in some cases. Like, I mean, time, you know, I have... time wasters that don't just waste time, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> they do more like, than the I consider thing. Facebook a time waster. Yeah. But like Pokemon Masters doesn't really waste time because I have goals that I want to meet. Right. Right. So I'm just like, I'm just like big chilling. That's and, all And then that you've got your subway surfers and your stuff in the middle. That's like some, somewhere yeah. in the middle where like you're actively doing things and it just like, it keeps, it keeps your brain involved, but you can also like be having a conversation while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Granted my conversation whenever I'm playing bubble game, I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. Got it. Sure. What was that? Yeah, that's fair. Those are the five things that I that I alternate through, but yeah. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Anyway. Well, sorry. Folks. Sorry to break us onto a tangent about mobile gaming. Let's talk about non-mobile gaming. Yeah, l- right? let's talk let's talk Kill about your the rest of uh-huh. gaming. Let's go. Uh folks, welcome to the bulk of our show. This is entitled The News According to Us. Yes, for those of you who don't know, here's the way that we handle news on this show. This is just all of the stuff that we deemed important enough to send to one another over the course of the week. And Raven, what a roller coaster of a week it has been. We have got a number of stories. Let's call it 7. To be exact, because one of them are kind, a couple of them are kind of together. Yeah, a couple are together. One of them is uh, not going to be very long due to the circumstances around it. But for the most part, you know, over the course of a week, we send quite a few news articles. And if we think it's important enough to send to the other one, why not just talk about it, right? Absolutely. So let's start over at GameSpot by Eddie McCook. And this is. One of the most perplexing things that I, I, I've i heard, and I, I chuckled when I saw it. Xbox boss Phil Spencer believes there will be fewer exclusives in the future, and not just for Xbox. Phil Spencer, the head of Microsoft Gaming, has said there will be fewer platform exclusives in the future. Speaking to Bloomberg, Spencer said the idea of games being made for one device and one device only is something we're just going to see less and less of. That was a quote. Expanding on this, he said it was all about, quote, bringing more players in and reducing friction. He says, maybe you happen in your household to buy an Xbox and I buy a PlayStation and our kids want to play together and they can't because we bought the wrong piece of plastic to plug into our television. He continued, making people feel safe, secure when they're playing, allowing them to find their friends, play with their friends regardless of what device. I think in the long run, that is good for the industry. Now, scrolling down on the article is the mitigating factor to this that is just really getting to me. The article continues, for its part, 
Microsoft is still heavily invested in platform exclusives and pushing people to buy into the Xbox ecosystem instead of anywhere else with its various first-party franchises like Halo, Gears of War, Forza, and more. So, Raven, this is interesting messaging because, well, first things first, I do think that he's correct. I, I, I do think that we are going to lean into less and less exclusives as time goes on. However, for like the last four years, Microsoft's entire initiative has been buy up all of these studios so they can make games for us. And all of their marketing, especially at their their big E3 shows and stuff like that over the course of the last couple of years, have been, and everything you will see today is platform exclusive to Xbox and PC. Right. I, I think that this article is important because he's not saying this is a change that's going to happen in the next few years, but eventually we're going to see consoles and just like, because people... We're going to see it kind of like smartphones, right? Where it's just like you have it, everyone can connect with them. Mm-hmm. But you get your kind of phone because that's what you like. Like, uh, I'm not, I personally am not huge on Apple. Well, I, that, uh, I haven't, new, new iOS looks kind of cool, but I haven't used an Apple phone in a while. But like, I text my friends who have iPhones. Yeah. And it's just kind of like that, right? I, I, I think that it's not unreasonable to think that over the course of, 10 20 years we'll have a lot more cross play yeah. and a lot less exclusives but i think that what xbox is doing isn't necessarily being like oh we're not going to ever have any exclusives it's more of like a let's go ahead and buy out a few exclusives or a lot of exclusives that we can release on other platforms so that way whenever we do have our few exclusives they're a lot more interested in buying our console right yeah I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Because, like, even now, I can go buy Halo Infinite on Steam, which, by the way, I'm going to talk about this real quick. I I double-checked this while we were talking to make sure that I wasn't mistaken. You can indeed buy it on Steam. The Halo Infinite campaign is not what you purchase. Well, directly. Well, actually, that's incorrect. That's exactly what you do. Halo Infinite Base is a free-to-play multiplayer game. But if you want to play the campaign you have to buy the campaign as DLC for $60. Which is funny? Weird? Weird? Yeah. Or or you can just be on Game Pass and get and it. And just yeah. have it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's the thing is that like they didn't release Halo Infinite just on Game Pass. I mean, we're Halo's has um historically been one of their largest franchises and they just released it on steam pretty quickly into its lifespan i'm pretty sure it was day of on steam so yeah anyway i just uh i i don't think this article is out. i don't think that uh phil spencer here is being too out of left field on this i imagine that that's what a lot of people are thinking especially when we see more and more crossplay come to games like we have uh fall guys is the biggest example lately and even Yu-Gi-Oh master duel i can play crossplay with anybody ranging from a from computer to playing on their nintendo switch mm. like crossplay is coming to everything i think it's just kind of the future so it's inter- it's going to be interesting to see moving forward how different game companies and publishers in particular of these major consoles market and sell their product in a world like that. 
Yeah, I think I think it's just interesting that to a certain extent he even said this because yeah. when Phil tip- Spencer says a lot of shit. Yeah, I mean, let's that's just, let's fair. Just that's fair. Call a spade a spade, right? But he it, just talks a lot because that's his job. <laughs> even so, though, he made it to this point in his life and his career basically by being an expert at pushing whatever narrative Microsoft is pushing at this time, which every company uh-huh. has has a marketing narrative, right? That's the whole point. And for Xbox and Microsoft to have leaned so heavily in the last couple of years into we are building an Xbox ecosystem for you to buy in. There's more and more exclusives. We bought Bethesda. Right, you know, we um, Activision Blizzard. We we've done all of this stuff, and many of these games are now going to be exclusive to our platforms. What you would expect somebody in Phil's position to say is, "Well, you know, the at least he would qualify what he was saying by saying, you know, for now we are all in on making Xbox the best ecosystem to play games, and we are all in." on console exclusives and building up the Xbox library as much as possible. But the fact that he even said this, by the way, in an interview with Bloomberg, which is slowly becoming one of the biggest gaming news sites with Jason Schreier being over there now, the uh-huh. fact that he even like said this, to me, is an indication that no matter how many console exclusives they're making, somewhere in the corporate structure of Xbox, of Microsoft, right, perhaps even above Phil Spencer, the people who he has to report to, somewhere mm-hmm. it's not 95.5 anymore. So it's, it's closer to like 80.20, and they're not like... Because they're building up their exclusives library, although a lot of these haven't come out yet, and they're still firmly in third place in terms of sales. Mm-hmm. So some, I feel like somewhere in that corporate structure, they are no longer all in. And it feels like one of those things where we're going to subtly, subtly start pivoting our stance. And to me, then this is not like a big deal that he said it, but this could be like 10 years from now, we could look at this Bloomberg article and be like, yeah, I mean, he basically told us what they were about to start doing. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's a pretty good thing, right? We haven't heard of any major acquisitions or even minor acquisitions over the past few months, especially coming from Xbox. Um, well, we heard of one. So I think, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. We heard one. Um, but we haven't heard one coming from Xbox in particular. And so I think they might be slowing down on that, realizing like, oh, we can't just like give them money and then a bunch of platform exclusives will be under our belt now, right? The first thing that they really have to do is figure out how well Starfield does and what else Bethesda's got in their belt. And then next up is Blizzard Activision King, right? Seeing what the hell's going on with that. Yeah. 
Well, you know, Acquisitions <laughs> Incorporated. Yeah, that you you could think that that's the next big thing. I think the next big thing is um is whatever these Netflix people are. They 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 <laughs> might know what's going on. Um so mark down August 25th, Thursday, August 25th, as, like, a big day for gaming and Netflix. Because we got, like, a whole slew of news from Netflix that day. Not the least of which, I'll start with the... I'll kind of bury the lead here. I'll start with the second one. So, there's going to be a Bioshock live-action feature film... Directed by Francis Lawrence, who uh, worked on I Am Legend, Catching Fire, and Slumberland. And the script is going to be written by Michael Green, uh, who worked on Logan, Blade Runner, and American Gods. So Okay, I didn't read who was working on this, but now that I know who they are and like what work they've done, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited about this. This could be really, really cool. I it's a movie I haven't watched enough of, but I only have fond memories of watching with I Am Legend. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things that I only watched the one time, and I don't know if I could bring myself to watch it again because all of my memories are positive. And now that I'm older and more cynical, I don't want to ruin what memories, what few memories I do have about it. Right. right. And then Logan's just a beautifully written movie. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing. When you're comparing what people in the movie industry have done in comparing it to what's coming up next. I always like to say it's almost good if you only have those vague memories because Uh really what matters is not like the taste of the meat of that movie, but the smell of that movie. Right. Like it's it's a vibe. It's 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 the general idea of that movie. And given those two working on that, besides the fact that Bioshock is just such an interesting IP by itself, this could be fun. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. A few interesting um, replies. Probably the the best one is uh, at Emily V. Gordon replies. Would you kindly cast my husband, Kamel Nanjiani, in this? Thanks, guys. I need this. Netflix responded and said, I don't know. Can he get insanely ripped shape for it? Does he have any experience with that? Um, of course, revealing, <laughs> re- referring to how, like, cut Kumail Nanjiani, of all people, got for Marvel's Eternals. That made me chuckle. But... Probably yeah. the bigger news, at least to us, comes uh, from Deadline, and it reports that Steve Blackman, who uh, is the showrunner for Umbrella Academy, is going to be developing the Horizon Zero Dawn television adaptation. Aloy is going to be the main character, and... Oh man, <laughs> that sounds fun. I want that for the for the one season we get it, of course, before it's canceled, like everything else. But right, why? So is it just gonna be the game? I don't know. 
right it's it's difficult it- it's difficult to say because like the last of us game that's coming out is uh or the last of us movie the the, the last of us show eventually i'll figure out how to speak english um Oh, no worries. I have no idea what you what words <laughs> the, are anyway. The Last of Us show is somewhat of a retelling of the first game. Yes. Um, and I think that there are pros and cons to that. Like, for instance, my buddy Dawson has tried to play Horizon Zero Dawn several times, and he's really inve- he really likes the story, but it, it is just not for him from a gameplay perspective. And I, like, I told him that, like, they were going to be doing a show when this broke. And he was like, I cannot wait to watch that show. Because finally this movie is going to be something that I can, or this show is going to be something that I can sink my teeth into and actually enjoy it for what it is without having to worry about gameplay mechanics. So I could see either way. Um, yeah, but all and we like, know that's... is that Aloy is going to be the main character. I like Aloy's voice actor so much. I really hope they bring her in for like an actual role. Yeah. Uh, well, I know because, like, like I know like uh... Troy Baker is going to have like a bit part in the the Last of Us series. So I, I imagine yeah. that they'll they'll bring her in in some form. Um, but I also, I also cannot imagine that Ashley Birch would be playing this, would would be playing her in live action, considering that the, you know, the Aloy is not even modeled after her from a physical perspective. So, right, right. It's just one of those things that just like, it takes a lot to make a video game, a movie, a show adaptation of a video game. Good. Yeah. Uh, and so I will watch this, but I'm not going to hold out for it. You know, I will, okay. I'll put it on if it comes, if I come across it, but I'm not going to like mark my calendar down and like get really excited about it. I will say this though, that recently the track record has been getting better and better. So that, that does help right. me. It's, it's definitely been getting better, but if it's like about Aloy, like where are they going to, what, in what time frame are they going to hold it? Like, are they just going to recap the show? In which case, if that's true, I'm just... The game looks so pretty, I don't know if I'd personally be interested in watching it. You know what right. I mean? I already have an idea of how it goes, and they could take some liberties in video games with how certain things move and operate that they can't take as easily in movies. It's kind of one of those things that, like, animated... Like, making an, uh, a live-action adaptation of anime is a really terrible idea. Right. Because there's a, so many really pretty shots in anime that you just can't recreate in live-action. Like, the Cowboy Bebop uh, live-action is a really good example of this because there's a fight between um, Spike and uh, the main antagonist of the show that is like really, really pretty animated. And then I saw that just that scene from the live action. And I was just like, no, not, it just doesn't work as well. So I'm interested to see kind of how they take it and what they do. Yeah. Um, And you know, that, that's, I I wonder, I wonder if it'll be after forbidden West or if it'll be in between forbidden West and zero Dawn, or if it's just going to be a retelling of zero Dawn. If that's the case, that's the case. And it's not for me. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. 
as somebody who has finished Forbidden West, after Forbidden West is the third game, period. Um, yeah. I also don't think that they would or could make a show assuming that people have played the first two games or even the first game. Um, I... From from what I understand, I, d- I don't see this being anything other than retelling the story uh, of the first game, which, by the way, is like objectively a good thing that this is being made because people are going to be, you know, inspired by that to go back and play it or vice versa. Um, it's just a question of whether or not it's for you, and it might not. Um but and never that's the, fine. nevertheless, that's totally fine. as we hold this IP close to our heart, it's good to see it being brought into the mainstream like that. It's 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 a win for everybody at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, well, you know it's not a win for everybody. <laughs> so Friday was almost the biggest day in the history of games. Yeah. Like very close. Um, so just shy of eight thirty a.m. Friday morning. Right. A tweet is made. A, a Swedish media company called GLHF that publishes on USA Today. All right, reported that Amazon is buying EA today. Yeah, and. The internet went insane. Rightfully so, BT dubs. And then on CNBC, David Faber, who is an anchor over there, heard the report, laughed, LOL'd, and said, those people are clowns. That is not happening. (laughs) And it didn't happen. Good Lord. Imagine being called clown. Yeah. I, oh, man. So, like, it's not happening as of now. I'll but... put, uh, yeah, so the, there, there is a reason that this is bigger than just a false flag, right? Because Amazon does not appear to be interested in buying EA, but EA appears to be interested in being bought. Yes. Uh, and other... That's something that's been talked about by them for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, even back to last year when we were reporting... Uh, well, early this year when we were reporting on all of the, uh, the, the... The acquisitions that were happening in EA was like, I mean, we'll pick up the phone. Oh, really, EA? Yeah, we'll pick up the phone yeah, if yeah. it comes down to it. Yeah. Okay. So, mm. Sounds sounds good. Um, Apple and Disney are two of the the companies that are rumored, but who's to say? Not I. That any of this would be ridiculously accurate at all, right? Um, I will. <laughs> It's just so funny that this happened. We don't have any news yeah. right now, but it's, it's like, how did this happen this way? 
I just like to imagine somebody made up some shit or just like got some wires crossed or something. It's very funny to think about that. But also imagine the hellscape the world would be in if Amazon bought EA. That sounds awful, yeah. in fact. I'm most interested, to be honest, in like Disney acquiring EA because at least Disney has owns the Star Wars IP, which EA makes quite a few games for. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's just weird to think about a company the size of EA being bought, right? It's like how Ubisoft is wanting to be purchased. Everybody's like, well, why wasn't I purchased after the Bethesda deal happened? Right. So And now we just have to wait. USA Today next. put an editor's note at 10.37 a.m. on the original story. It reads, Earlier today, GLHF, a gaming-slash-esports outlet and content partner of For the Whim, ran a version of this story on our website that violated our editorial standards regarding the use of unnamed and unvetted sources. We have updated this story. The, now, for those that don't speak journalism, that is the closest you can possibly get to, like, that that gif of Obama dropping the mic at his last correspondence dinner. That is insane that they threw them under the bus, got in the bus, ran over them, backed up and ran over them again, and then drove off as quickly as possible. Yeah. It, you know, it's like one of those things like you just have to be succinct when things like this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, man, that's awful. Just you didn't have to kill him like that. Well, let's get to some actual journalism. How about it? Um, Warner Brothers has filed a trademark for use in a video game for the character Big Chunkus. <laughs> so, Big Chungus, right? <laughs> I I get it. I really do. They shouldn't do it. They shouldn't do it. Why are like, they doing it? <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, WB recently released a game called Multiverses, which is a platform fighter based on WB's trademarks. Yeah. So you have characters like... Goo- or it's, it's supposed to be a 2v2... Um, platform fighter so you have characters like harley quinn and the iron giant going up against finn the human and shaggy uh shaggy yeah thank you i was like bugs Bugs bunny like what such a bugs bunny is in the game superman is there oh but like alongside the tasmanian devil yeah and it's just like and it's like, from what I've heard, it's very fun. I haven't played it. Uh, my internet won't support me playing it. I don't want to like ruin other people's times by having bad internet. Mm. Um, I mean, but I have heard that Arya in general, Stark it's a fun versus game. Tom and, and Jerry. I... Come on. Yeah. I don't know what you can do with Big Chungus. 
Yeah, I so, think okay. I think so multiverses is free to play, right? Yeah. Um so I'm wondering if they're like trying to set this up their monetization of course is in buying characters, buying skins, etc. I wonder if they're just going to make big chungus like a winning victory screen or like an emote or something that you can buy mm-hmm. and not a separate character from Bugs Bunny because WB has so many characters that they could add that using Big Chungus. I fucking hate saying that out loud. Using <laughs> Big Chungus as a uh like its own individual character, I think is a misuse of time, right? So okay, okay, hold on, hold on. So let's let's back up slightly here. For those of you who don't okay. know what Big Chungus is. Oh god. Uh so there's this episode ever... of Looney Tunes, right? Where Elmer Fudd gets fat and Bugs Bunny is fat shaming him. <laughs> this is real. And he like, because he's a, a, a cartoon, he can do whatever. He like appears fat. He's got like super, super double chins. Now, then on the other side, um... Chungus is a um <laughs> a word that was coined by um by Jim Sterling that basically just means anything um yeah so somebody made a PS4 game cover um with a picture of Fat Bugs Bunny that just says Big Chungus and that's the name of the game. And then it all happened and it's become such a meme that there has been a trademark filed. Yeah. Not to mention that Big Chungus also was in Space Jam 2. Even for a couple of frames, he showed up to be like, oh, I know that meme. I I, I feel like such an old fuck. Like, I feel like such a cynical old fart right now. Yeah. Because I'm just like, ugh, kid's humor. But also, ugh, kid's humor. Yeah. Like, this thing is, it's like four years old. Ugh. Anyway. But yeah, so Big Chungus is coming to multiverses probably and also having merch made about it because nothing is sacred and if we if the internet makes a joke it becomes a overdone and by the time it gets overdone it it is marketed and sold product because capitalism right so let's get to our last story on our docket but our second to last story because i'm saving the second to last story because darn it that's the one i want to talk about um, it, it broke this morning, August 31st, uh, that Konami says it will announce a new game from a series loved around the world during next month's Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. Then voice actor Yuji Kaji will be invited as a guest to represent the fans of a series which is loved all over the world on the announcement stage for a new Konami title. 
Now, here's this thing about gamers. They don't understand sometimes how companies work. So people are saying, well, it's got to be Silent Hill. Oh my God, it's got to be Metal Gear Solid. Castlevania? Well, Mm -hmm. not any of those three things. (laughs) Probably, right? Because Probably. (laughs) um, Raven, tell us a little bit about who Yuji Kaji is. Who, by the way, I love uh, saying his name. I love saying his, his name out loud. Saying, saying the name Yuji Kaji is good. Uh, but Yuji Kaji is mostly known for all of a lot. He is known for being a voice actor in Japan. Um, excuse me. Some of his biggest works and some of his most notable ones include playing a character in uh, Pokemon, uh, the movie or the show a character by the name of Virgil uh, in the Japanese dubs. Of course, he also does some voice. So like some voices for Jojo's bizarre adventure. He plays Koichi. Um, he's in like, I'm just going to rapid fire some shows like black bullet, Tokyo ghoul. We have seven deadly sins. We have one punch man. We have, he just plays a bunch of people in Pokemon. He, he was yeah. in the ACE attorney game as Phoenix, Wright. Like, he just has a very, very, very long credited list of what things that he has done and will do. Yeah, like Japanese Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, most most of his stuff is in anime for the most part right. uh, for shows, but he has shown up in a couple of games here and there. Um, oh, my God. He's, okay, never mind. He's shown up in a lot more games than I thought he did. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, so, but in general... Uh, his video games look like uh, reprises for some stuff that he's done, but for the most part is um, he, his main thing is being a voice actor for anime. And I could be incorrect. And if I am, I apologize. But with all this being said, his number one claim to fame is that he is the main character, Aaron Yeager in attack on Titan. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see an Aaron, like an attack on Titan game. We saw one a few years ago that did. Okay. But people really fucking like that show. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe we, if Konami got a deal with that and we see them do something. Um, you know, it could be something like uh, Metal Gear Solid, but he didn't really do anything in Metal Gear Solid. He didn't do anything in Silent Hill, right? Yeah. There, the people are going based off of um, things that that Konami has access to and less of like, why would they grab Yuji Kaja in particular to announce something that fans love? Because, like, Konami hasn't really developed any games that he's been in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, interesting, interested to see what it ends up being. And we have to wait only about two weeks for that. Uh, my guess is on an Attack on Titan game that'll, like, make everybody freak out and then nothing will come of it. But... Who's to say? Well, let's let's get into this here. Because, boy, we got some Assassin's Creed leaks. Let's go. So, I'm going to give the general disclaimer that I like to give before we ever, ever discuss leaks, which I'm going to preface every conversation that we have here with the word allegedly and the word reportedly. Nothing. Nothing here is confirmed to be true, but boyo, oh, we're gonna act like it is. That's this is just the way that we. It also hasn't here. been confirmed to be 
incorrect either. Exactly. Much like the one about the EA stuff was. Like instantly told like, no, that's wrong as shit. This hasn't been haven't been told no about this yet. Right. And so also some of this has been independently confirmed by um Jason Schreier, who we've been speaking about, I mean, forever over at Bloomberg. He's probably the number one journalist in gaming at this point. Um uh, he he basically anchored Kotaku forever and now he's over at uh Bloomberg and he has confirmed that a lot of this is real but a lot of it is not and he he specifically said one thing is not but we're going to work down this 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 bullet point here um because We're just going to, okay, here we go. So the final name as of right now for the next Assassin's Creed game, which keep in mind, as we spoke about in our last episode, the future of Assassin's Creed will be revealed sometime soon. According to this leak, it will take place on September 10th during a Ubisoft forward, which by the way, this has the potential Raven to be the biggest weekend of my life. Yeah. Like, because September 9th is the Disney Marvel thing. September 10th in the morning is going to be the uh, D23 panel where they announce all of the MCU stuff. Apparently, September 10th is going to be a Ubisoft forward, and then September 11th is NFL opening day. Big weekend for your boy, C. Jizzle. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot to call, react to, friend. You, you cannot call yourself C. Jizzle. I can call myself C. Jizzle. I've been doing it for a long time. I recommend not, but please continue. Name four problematic letters strung together in there. You can't. Um, Apparently, it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Mirage. It will be released sometime in spring 2023, sometime between April and June. Reportedly, the game will take place between 860 and 870 in Baghdad during the Anarchy and Samara. Um, first of all, definitely did not name that city correctly. And secondly, I'm just going to say I don't know a lot about Middle Eastern history. I'm assuming yeah. that this is a big deal. Yeah. But there hasn't really been an Assassin's Creed event covered that isn't a big deal in its native like what's going on outside of two, which really had its own story happening. And it just so happened to be in Italy. Um, Extreme internal instability from 861 to 870 in the history. um, Yeah. Basically a military coup. Fun. Fun. I have no idea what that feels like. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Oh, you. Um, this is a big one. <laughs> Reportedly, the the character that you're playing as is Basim in his youth as a thief. And the Which story is... is him arriving at the Hidden Ones Temple. Yeah. Which, that's pretty cool. I like that idea because we already know who Basim is. And we know like what he was to the hidden ones, so seeing his start, I think, is interesting. Right, especially due to a uh, note towards the bottom that we'll probably get a lot more into. But I think this is a really cool like thing to do, especially if the rest of the words about to come out of your mouth end up proving true. 
Right. Multiple cities to explore. This is one specifically that Jason said is not correct. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Good. I, I really don't want multiple cities to explore, if that makes sense. Like, even in Assassin's Creed 2, I think walking around, like, having the three or four different cities that you go to uh, is kind of dragged on. So I'm yeah. excited to just have, like, one, even if it's slightly larger, yeah. area to explore. I think it's much much nicer. The game, the the game will be a return to basics with strong inspiration from the first Assassin's Creed. Yes! Oh my oh god! god. Oh my Amen. god. This includes several RPG elements that are going to be relaxed. This is one of the things that Jason Schreier confirmed. There will be no more dialogue choices. There will be no more Banger. gender choice, obviously, since Banger. you're playing as Bossom. And there will be no more leveling system. It's, it's going to be an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. And see, oh, the, and, finally that's, and that's, some that's good the thing, food is because I, I do not dislike the, like the combat system that they have now. I just think it needs tweaked. And it says it would be slightly different from that of Valhalla. It's going to have like new inf- animations and it's not going to be quite as raw. Yeah. I'm well, all like, about Basim that. Is not, does not fight like a Viking. Right. Right. And Avor very much did. Yeah, he he was one of them. That, so that kind of yeah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, oh man, Eagle so Vision. Excited. Eagle Vision. Traditional Eagle Vision is back. So is the Drone Bird. But Eagle Vision is back. If but, I could have, if I have both, and I get the option to use just Eagle Vision exactly. the entire time and don't have to use the Drone Bird, go for it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Bossom will be able to use the string dagger to eliminate his opponents. Dope. Something, something, string, something, something, dagger. Yeah. It is part string and part dagger. Now, this is where, like, if you care about Valhalla spoilers, this is where we get into it. So just be aware. There will be Uh, what are being called visions of Loki for how Loki manifested into Basim's body and and consumed him. So at this point, we know that Basim is basically Loki reborn. Correct. And um, Eivor was basically Odin reborn. Right. And so essentially, there are going to be times when, like, Loki is, like, like into, into his body. And there there's good, which right. I think that'll be fun. Break it up. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because the visions that Eivor had of Odin were like very, very large strings that you played in. So I'm interested yeah. to see how they do the visions of Loki. I hope they're especially I hope there with isn't it probably a whole being second smaller. map that I have to explore. What was that? Sorry, especially with it probably being a smaller game overall. Yeah, exactly. So. This is where we get into, like, really, really unconfirmed territory, but it's also where my mouth starts watering. Ubisoft is secretly preparing the remake of Assassin's Creed 1 based on Rift and Mirage's work. We we talked last week about Rift being um, a, a part of Infinity. So, basically, 
what I've been asking for for a long time, <laughs> which is, yeah. you know, because I think that the the sheer amount of remakes are a little problematic in the industry and it's kind of starting to like circle in on itself and like like a snake eating its own tail. But AC1 is the perfect remake. The perfect remake because yeah. it was like the beginning of one of the greatest game franchises ever that was not indicative of the quality of the rest of the franchise. And if we're moving no. to the next point there, where the AC1 remake would be integrated into a season pass, which there will also be DLC where Bossom meets Sigurd in content, uh, Constantinople that would be released a few months later. Yeah. If I get an AC1 remake for free, yeah. Raven... I'm gonna it almost do seems <laughs> it almost seems too good to be true. Way too like good I hate to be, to be the way too good. I hate to be that guy. But like they're not just gonna be like, oh, in Assassin's Creed One remake that we've built from the ground up using this engine and all of its assets, you get that for free. Like that's just that's not how this is gonna happen. Right. You know? So Jason um, Schreier comment. I, I promise we'll we'll get into discussion. Uh, but Jason Schreier comments, a person familiar tells me this uh, parts of this new Assassin's Creed leak are true, such as the name and other stuff Bloomberg already reported, which is Spring 23, Baghdad, and Back to AC Basics. That's important there because he did confirm it's going to be a Back to Basics game. And other parts are not, such as multiple cities to explore. So... Any part of what we just told you could be true. Any part of what we just told you could be untrue. So let us, for the next, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days, reportedly. Um, I don't know why I counted that. It's the last day of the month. Sorry, I'm excited. Just no let us, just let us believe for a minute before. I, I, I was talking with my my buddy Noah, and he goes. I don't think I can be hurt again. Yeah. Um, but man, this is promising. And like, let I, I think the, the diciest piece of it is the AC one remake. So let's remove that out of the equation for, mm -hmm. for our discussion. But let's say most of the rest of it is true. Cause we've heard you would play as Bossum for a while. Um, and, and like the way the that the DLC is, ends with, yeah, with everything, it kind of was to be expected yeah. that you'd play as Bossom at some point. Yeah. So I'm I'm not, you know, uh, the, the rest of it, a lot of that is like previous reporting. So we can pretty much assume that it's true. But mm -hmm. I, I'm going to read aloud exactly a DM that you sent to me. You said, a return to form is enough to make a grown man cry. Um, Raven, I I'd like to give you the floor at this moment. Yeah, so I have been very vocal on previous episodes about how exhausted I am from big open world games, right? And 
there's so, there was something so magical all those years ago. I think what three years ago, two years ago at this point. Yeah. When we restarted the show, where I went through and played every single old Assassin's Creed game up through um, Syndicate, and did not play through Origins and Odyssey. And I did that because all of those first games were so much easier to get through. Yeah. And did it, and were just so much more succinct, and were good for the time, like for the time that I played them. At multiple points throughout Origin, throughout Odyssey, throughout Valhalla, you know, because I'm a completionist, I'm like, you know, I think it's just kind of oversaying it's welcome. Mm. But if we get a return to form, even if I'm paying $70 for a 15-hour experience... Don't care. I'll do it. I I know this 15-hour experience is going to be good because of the team behind Assassin's Creed currently and what they've shown themselves capable to do. They just have to hit it just right, but I think they can do it. And so I just, the the, the big thing, you know, I know it sounded like I was coming to a resolution, and I was, but I just want to mention one thing. <laughs> it's all right. I haven't it's felt right. like space. an assassin in Assassin's Creed since mm. Unity. Yeah. Because it was Unity and then, you know, Rogue and then Syndicate. And then Origins, right? Well, the, U- the Unity o- and Rogue were kind of in tandem. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I haven't really felt like an assassin. And like, I didn't really feel like an assassin in Black Flag. Or for three and all that, three was like, okay. In the city parts, you kind of felt like an assassin. But like, there's something about how Assassin's Creed 2 did its level design, chose its world building, and like set you into the world that really felt you let you feel like you were an assassin. And it was the fact that it was densely populated. And I just want to be able to hide in plain sight again. Just like, I I love the Ezio trilogy. I don't want to keep replaying it, but I love the gameplay of it. So, so much. Yeah. It's just that there's something about all of these giant sprawling areas in Italy that you don't get starting a new settlement yeah as a viking mm. right i'm not going to deny that i i'm not going to say i didn't have fun playing through valhalla because i did i had a lot of fun playing that game but i didn't feel like an assassin i felt like a viking which was cool but not the experience that i wanted yeah so i'm really hoping that playing as bossum gives me that feeling that i want to really be hiding in the shadows and truly being an assassin and becoming a hidden one. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that and hoping this game scratches the itch that I feel. And spring 23 is my birthday. So we'll, uh, I, I birthday present mile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now I just want to go play some good Assassin's Creed. I know. Like, I know you told me Just Cause 3, but I, I think I'm overruling you. I'm putting her into Assassin's I, Creed I didn't 2. even give you Assassin's Creed 2 as an option. I said the other two games before that, and you're like, no, I'm going to do that in reverse. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't disagree with you, I, I, <laughs> but it's it's just happening. Um, yeah. So real quick, breaking news. Oh, um, according to um, Games Beat managing editor 
uh, Mike Minotti and Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb on their podcast this week, 100% a Nintendo Direct presentation focused on Zelda announcements will reportedly be held in September. I'm going to read you a couple of quotes here. To be clear, guys, the one thing we are very, very sure is being announced at this Direct are the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports for Switch. Grub says, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of Zelda stuff at this thing. I think this is like a Zelda blowout for Nintendo. So... That's cool. That's, I'm very that's excited very for that. That's very cool. <laughs> I own both Wind Waker and Twilight Princess remade on the Wii U. So I'm interested to see how they'll make it worth my while if I want to buy it again. Because whenever I bought Twilight Princess for my Wii U, I played it for 20 minutes and then never really got a chance because then I'd have to play it on my Wii U. Yeah. Which, for the record, I did like my Wii U, but like, I liked the fact that I could sit on the couch and watch TV and play a game on the gamepad. And you really couldn't do that with some of the Wii U games. So I, I just really like playing games handheld, man. I don't know what it is. It's just It's just nice. So yeah, interesting. I mean, it makes sense though. the The big release for next year is Breath of the Wild sequel, and we're gonna get a name, and I guarantee you, we're gonna get some more story about it. Like yeah. that's yeah, I, for sure. If they're making a Zelda theme direct and they don't add that, I am pretty sure there would be actual riots in the streets. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the the funny thing is, you ask yourself, as you know, wait. I, I care about what matters to me. You care about what matters to you. We're human beings. That's how we work. Um, but I, I think it, it's important enough to announce, like, you're asking how they're going to make it worth their while to you. And over here, I know that Nia's going to have a, a whole, like, she's going to redo her Dave and Buster experience when I tell her this. She's just going <laughs> to. <laughs> she's just going to vomit when I'm like, Excitement by the way, vomit. they're bringing yeah. two of the best ones, you know. <laughs> to yeah to to switch because she's been kind of aching for that Zelda experience. September yeah. could be a very very big month. Raven, what do you say we break it all down together? Hell, yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Can't wait until it's weird that people are going to be listening to this in September. But it's still technically August for us. Yeah. So, with that being said, tell the people where they can find us. Twitter and Facebook at Making Fun Pod. They can find you, Casey, on Facebook and Instagram at Casey on the Drums and also Twitter. You can find me, Raven, at R-A-V-N Stadmiller, not at Ravy Baby TV, R-A-V-N Stadmiller on Twitter, where I have been posting a lot more about politics lately. So um, you can also listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts from. Uh, if you're listening to it now, hey, thumbs up. Proud of you. Go ahead and click that subscribe button while you're here. Uh, it does nothing for you except get you our funny voices into your inbox. Um, and that, and then you give us number, and number make us feel good. Um, I'm trying to... Th I want to start, like, coming up with a quote or, like, a question to give you at the end of the show. Yeah. So, because some, after I say number feel better. good, there's no, like, resolution to that, you know? You just I just kind of have show. to, like... A broken Ramble English. until you take over. Yeah, you you just end the show on broken English. It's one of those he died as he lived moments. <laughs> oh, Give well. goodbye. My final message. Save the world. 
Well, Raven, thank you so much for joining me today. And everybody, thank you so much for your support. We will see you next week. Dear God, this was just one week of news, so we're finally starting to ramp back up into it. Let's see what happens in the next week. And then, I mean, shoot, potentially that next show could be a lot. It could be a lot, Raven. Oh, and I cannot wait oh, to break it yeah. all down with you. So, folks, be sure to join us here. Um, same approximate time. No, I'm not even going to say that. Sometime next week. And we <laughs> will see you all later. Go out and brighten someone's day.